still my soul. Hey everybody, this is Phil. Welcome to our Bible study podcast. At the end of this study, please take the time to subscribe to the Glen Springs Church YouTube channel and check out our website. Also, if you live in the Gainesville, Florida area, we would love to have you visit us in person. For now, let's open up the Heavenly Library and may the words of the Holy Spirit sink deep into our hearts. Thanks for joining us. In every Okay, well, welcome back to our study of Ephesians. Again, I'm Phil Robertson, joined by Mark Lloyd Sr. And Mark, good to see you. Well, I think I'm happy to be here. Is my lips <laughs> chattering or my lips blue? It's it's a little cool in yeah, our yeah, world today. It, it and, is. And since there was no heat turned on in the building, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. I am freezing. <laughs> we are some sorry Floridians, yes, is what we are. Yes, we are. Yes, you we make are. the temperature cool outside, and we think we're dying. But nonetheless, <laughs> we are warm on the inside. Yes, yes, we warm are. Warm on the we're inside. We're ready to go. We're in Ephesians 1, and as you've already seen with our study, we're not necessarily trying to cover a ton of material. Each time we get together, we just want to give everybody a few moments to think about these passages. And, and meditate on the yeah. wonderful Word of God and what's being shared by the Holy Spirit through Paul to the brethren of Ephesus. And we're in Ephesians 1, and we're still in verses 3 to 14, which is simply the opening remarks of Paul. And, you know, one thing that I just have to say, Mark, as you get into this, it is powerful to see not just what the Lord sees in us, and that's, I think, what Paul's trying to get across. But here's a man whose past was far from righteous in the Lord's eyes. Now, in his eyes, he was doing everything by good conscience. But when you look at the history of Paul himself, throwing Christians into prison, just ruining families, possibly responsible for the murder of Christians, he was certainly holding the jackets when Stephen was stoned. And for him to share these words, to me, is even more impressive. This is not light material. And to know where he came from as far as his uh, Judaism and his Jewish background and all the rituals uh, that he believed in mm -hmm. uh, and thought was appropriate as far as God was concerned, to come to this position. You know, it, we're going to learn, or we did in Galatians, that in fact, it, he was three years with him and the Lord in right. Arabia. And I can just imagine that length of time that God and the Lord uh, teaching him. And for him to be able to come to this kind of understanding as far as what Christ means and Christ is and what Christ was doing with us and wanted to do with us. This is, this is not, like I said, this is not light stuff. And he's got to have confidence in the Ephesians that his short beginning, I mean, he just jumps right into this. These are the blessings you have in Christ that God intended from you for you from the beginning. And these, this is deep. This is deep uh, material, abounding in superlatives. I would say <laughs> yes, that. yes. It's just I, abounding yes. in superlatives. And so um, this should get our attention right off the bat. 
And if you uh, need to have more assurance of your salvation, this is a passage for it. Well, yes. Uh, these are definitely the spiritual blessings. Uh, if you were with us last time, uh, our study, we looked at the first spiritual blessing that's mentioned here in verses 3 through 14. We are chosen to be holy and blameless in Jesus. Secondly, we are predestined for adoption uh, in Jesus. And then in verse 6, we are blessed in the beloved or accepted in the beloved. And this brings us to the fourth spiritual blessing. We're not going to read the text today like we did last time. But your fourth spiritual blessing that I see in, in this is in verses 7 through 8. And that is, we have been brought to redemption. Uh, that the Lord has redeemed us and forgiven us. Um, redemption is kind of a, a process that's maybe, it's unique to us from the standpoint, we don't see it as much as they saw it in the first century, I don't think. Uh, somebody being redeemed or bought back yes. uh, in that day and age of slavery. This is a deliverance. Yeah. And it's it's unique in how the Lord describes that this happened to us. I mean, this is a this is something that happened to us. Uh, that because of his sacrifice, him shedding blood, we then had the ability to be redeemed. Uh, and we we have to understand he's talking to Christians here. He's not talking to the world. This is not to sinners. Yeah. This is to those who are in Christ. So he's explaining what happened to you. You were redeemed by the blood. You, the Lord had to die for the remission of your sins, and then you were bought, brought back or bought back back uh, by that death uh, to be in a relationship with God. And, and this is what the Lord had planned. He had to have a sacrifice that was worthy. And that's what we have in Christ. Uh, and, and it is noticeable in the text, the way Paul puts it. And I'll just read verse 7. In Him, that is Jesus, we, the church, the church, Christians, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace. It's, it's a reminder, the appeasement for sin, the appeasement for the penalty wasn't even made by us. We, we could not make the appeasement. We could not make the sacrifice, but Jesus can and did. And I would also say in this, those who are unbelievers or who maybe want to reduce the importance of baptisms will say, well, you can read every one of these 11 verses and you don't see the word baptism mm -hmm. in here at all, that, that it's not that important. Well, look at here in verse 7. We have been redeemed through His blood the forgiveness of our trespasses. And so what I would tell our, our viewers is you go and see how we are forgiven of our sin in Scriptures. Look at all the passages. And one of those passages in Acts 2.38 is what? Yeah. Repent and, and be baptized. baptized for the re forgiveness of your sins. So... It's in the passage. We have to understand. Use your whole Bible to to understand that. So, well, it's also in Acts twenty two sixteen when yes. when Paul talks about his own conversion. When Ananias came to him, Paul, why are yeah. you waiting? Yeah, arise, be baptized, washing Wash away, away your, your sins, sins, calling on the name. So of So all of yeah. those things are involved. He doesn't mention the term here, baptism here, 
but we receive the forgiveness of our trespasses. We are redeemed. How do we come in contact with the blood of Christ? Then you go over to Romans 6, mm -hmm. and it's through our baptism. And so all of these things are interconnected, and we just have to understand that. Paul didn't have to mention it here. These Christians had already done it. He's explaining to them what they've had happened to them. Well, and it's also a reminder that this is the work of God. It's yes. God's work providing the redemption. It's yes. God's work providing the sacrifice, just in the same way as Paul says in Colossians 2.12. It's God at work in baptism. That And, and that's simply our, our desire is to be accepted by the Lord. And the Lord says, I accept you when you are washed. I accept you when you have died and have risen, just like Jesus. You're identifying yourself with Jesus. Well, some will want to make this passage that God has done all of these things to us. We've just been passively involved. Right. You were chosen. You were predestined. This happened to you, and that's a done deal. Well, no. We have our part in all of this. We're understanding, again, in this passage, these are Christians who done this. They had to do their part. But when they did their part, these are the things that have happened to them. Well, there's certainly riches of grace yes. that comes with all those things. Because that is God's grace. Yeah. The next thing I would say is the next spiritual blessing I have in my list is in verses 9 through 10, that he's making known to us the mystery of the plan. Uh, th this idea of insight and wisdom to know the powerful plan of the Lord is something that Christians enjoy and have because we understand this is the manifold wisdom of God. Yes. This is what life is all about. This is the whole purpose for uh, really everything is that everyone would come to Christ and be a part of his church. This is what the prophets in First Peter we're wondering about what what is all of this? Oh, the story? angels, the, the angels, and, and, and the prophets. Yeah, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, what what's going to be happening? What what is happening? And he says to these brethren here, he's going to tell them down here. You were the first fruits. You were one of the first ones to uh, taste this. But he's now revealing to us the mystery. And I think to these brethren in particular, what was the real mystery? Well, it's the gospel of Christ and Him dying. But it's the Gentiles being involved in this. And you see that in chapter well. 2. That comes out real big that, in chapter 2. It, it, it's Ephesians. the Gentiles yeah. being yeah. involved with this. What a huge mystery. That all men, that all, all men, men, Jew and Gentile yes. alike. And what a mystery. Yeah. And that the church shares that mystery. Yes. I mean, this this is what, like, you, know, you find this all the time with people. I'm, I'm pondering what is my life's purpose, yeah. or I'm looking for purpose in life. Well, is there a greater purpose? than being in the Lord's family? Is there a greater purpose than understanding the manifold wisdom of God for what it's all about? Is there a greater purpose? No. I think we're going to see in Ephesians the importance of the church. Mm -hmm. And we may be in a society today that there are people even within the church that the church is dare I say, maybe not the most important thing in their life, that life is so busy and so unique and there's so many things going on in life today that maybe the church has lost its importance. And what I would want to get across in Ephesians and in our study is the church should be the most important thing in your life. And that should be at the top of our list. And he's saying here, that's the mystery. 
That's the mystery yeah. that how important is the church. You're going to read over in Ephesians 3 that it's the church that is describing this mystery to the world. Yeah, why are you chasing the temporal blessings yes. all the time when there's a spiritual blessing that spiritual are given it's to the so child of God? Yes. Uh, here's a quote. In fact, you made me think of this. This is a quote I had written down. This is uh, from an author. Quote, Our thanks are due to God for all the temporal blessings. They are more than we deserve. But our thanks ought to go to God in thunders of hallelujahs for the spiritual blessings. A new heart is better than a new coat. To feed on Christ is better than to have the best earthly food. To be an heir of God is better than even being in the heir of the greatest nobleman. To have God for our portion is blessed, infinitely more blessed. Uh, it's good insight. And that is going to be what the readers of Peter that we went through before, that's the exact thing they had to have in their mind when they were just about to go through their fiery ordeal. These blessings are so much more important than what you're going to lose. And so the next spiritual blessing that you find in verse 11 is the inheritance. Uh, the inheritance that comes. And we have obtained an inheritance uh, from the Lord. And boy, you think about inheritance. Uh, for many of these Christians living in the shadow of the Temple of Diana living in the paganistic society that they lived in and having to endure the challenges that came from saying, that's not my life anymore. Yes. Many of them probably lost jobs, clearly lost incomes, may have lost family, may have lost inheritance because they were cut out. You see that kind of separation. And here's Paul saying to them, you got more than you realize. You got much more yes. than you realize. And you, th you think of them burning their sorcery books that measured in a monetary fashion, it says 50,000 uh, pieces Quite of expensive. silver uh, that they didn't try to go sell those books. And somebody else said, no, 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 we just need to get rid of them all together. We might go on eBay today and say, yeah. Look, <laughs> we can get some money <laughs> off this. We, this. Can, we can get some money out of this. But they thought it was so important we're not going to give this to the other people. But the reminder is, you're more rich than you realize because it's like Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, you're storing up treasures in heaven yes. that last forever. There's an inheritance there. Uh, and your inheritance isn't necessarily just physical treasures. You're inheriting the Lord in eternity. What kind of a price tag can you put on that? It's salvation. Mm -hmm. It is salvation. What is your inheritance? A life time and eternity with God mm -hmm. and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. Wow, what an inheritance. Yeah. What an inheritance. And if we weigh that against everything else, that should be the most important thing in our life. You know, I think when we get to heaven, <laughs> we're going to look back on a lot of the things that we chased on this earth and go, oh my. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You, I mean, you I appreciate you <laughs> staying with me on this and, yeah. and taking me out of that. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? thinking? I know you said it over and over, Lord, That's but right. boy, yeah, yeah, you you were not over exaggerating in any way. Uh, the riches here with this, and then the, the last spiritual blessing I had on my list was being sealed with the Spirit. Uh, we could probably go a few 
lessons on that being yeah, you were like that when you sailed with the spirit uh in the first century uh it was very common to have a seal uh, a seal was an identification a king would have a seal uh to put upon any kind of piece of clay to leave his mark or his authority uh in ephesus it was very common for everybody to have the seal of diana whether it was an emblem or even people had tattoos uh, to Diana or Artemis in that regard. But the guarantee of your salvation, your seal, Paul says to the brethren, is the Holy Spirit. He, if we think about God is on earth through the patriarchal, basically, then who we have a, the, the Christ dispensation. He's yeah, on earth for yeah, a period of time. God became flesh. And, and then what do we have left on earth? We have God in the form of the Holy Spirit, on earth. He's left us always. God has had a presence uh, in this world continuously. And in, in this dispensation we're in right now, Christ's dispensation, but he's left us with something. And that's the Holy Spirit. And he's done that. I want you all to understand, I'm leaving you Godhead on this earth for you, you Christians, to let you know, let you know that I have not forgotten you. I have not forgotten you. You, your inheritance is going to be here. And here's my seal. This is to let you know for sure that there's going to be a heaven. Well, we know the Holy Spirit is with us through the Word of God. That's very clear. Yeah. And we're going to see that in Ephesians 6, the sword of the Spirit. Yeah. And we see, as, as you already mentioned, Peter, but uh, Peter and Paul point out to us how uh, holy men were moved by the Holy Spirit, yeah. says Peter, and that's how we get Scripture. And then uh, Paul reminds us that all Scripture is given by inspiration, breathed out from God, from and the Spirit one of God. Of those things, yes. But there's a special connection in the Spirit dwelling in, in Christians. In Christians. And if we think back to the history of the church here, in Acts 19, when Paul came to them and found that many didn't even know about the Spirit. That was the first place he started with them in teaching them about Christ and the gospel. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were baptized? We haven't heard that there was a Holy Spirit, it says in Acts 19. And Paul goes, oh, well, we got to talk about this. Uh, because when somebody, again, if you want to make a baptism point, when somebody's baptized into Christ, as we're told in Scripture in Acts 2, what happened? You received the gift, gift of the, of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. And so either that's something the Holy Spirit has given to us, or that's the Holy Spirit. That's the only two things that that passage can mean, and I say it's both. <laughs> Why can't it be both? Why can't it be Why both? Why can't it be both? Because, yes, he's, he's not left us without well, Godhead. And we studied John together just a few months ago, and especially 1 John, and John wants brethren to know the Spirit dwells in you. You are filled with the Spirit, and... Uh, and, and we need to walk in the Spirit. So, uh, to me, it's a reminder, and, and this was a big deal to Christians in the first century because it's emphasized over and over uh, by the writers of the epistles. The Holy Spirit is your seal, your guarantee. Some he way he another, is in you. Some way or another, He's making intercession for us, and I don't know if I can necessarily explain how He does that, but we have Him here on right now as being a seal for us. He's making intercession for us in Romans whole, 8. In Romans 8. Mm -hmm. And so 
the, the Holy Spirit is doing things for us today. And important to me is the fact that I have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. That, that should be something so important to me. And somebody may ask me, well, how do you know? I only know because Scripture tells because me. The Spirit has told me. That's yes. because the Spirit has told me. That's how I know. It's not that He's done spe- something special to me or for me, but it's special to me because I know He's there. He's told me He's there. And that's the guarantee. That's the guarantee. This is your guarantee of an inheritance. This is your guarantee, the Spirit living in you. Uh, and I think that's so important because if you've got a guarantee, boy, that's a, we always like yes. that. Now, is this guaranteed? Before I get involved in this little endeavor, what's my guaranteed rate of return? What's yeah. my guarantee? Can you guarantee something? Well, Paul says, when it comes to your salvation, when it comes to your eternal inheritance, when it comes to who you are in Christ, it has been sealed. And given to you as a pledge of your inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession. Um, however that's happened, I feel pretty special right. because I have been left with the Holy Spirit. Somehow, some way, um, he's, he's there for me. And God has recognized that. He's told me that. And I should feel very special if I'm in that relationship with God. All right, so the first 14 verses, we see what I have listed are seven spiritual blessings. Did you have any others on your list? I mean, you could probably say, well, this verse meant this, that to it, maybe. You know, in verse 12, there's this idea of the first to hope. It's Mm -hmm. so, all I can say is, these these are so special, Mm -hmm. so special. And we're just getting started with how special we are. That's what he's going to show us in the first three chapters is just how special Christians are. And so this is just the beginning. So in your scripture journal, if you're using the scripture journal as you're going along and studying with us on the side for uh, of the page for Ephesians 1, I'd encourage you to list the spiritual blessings you see in the text. Yes. Uh, meditate on those things and maybe at the top of that list not just have these are the spiritual blessings in Christ for those in the church that are in Christ but also it's how the Father looks at you. When He sees you this is what He sees. I know sometimes we see ourselves as failures. We are. We see ourselves as fallible. We are. Uh, we see ourselves as prone to be selfish. We are. But when we're in Christ and seeking to walk in Christ this is what the Lord sees in us. And that's a that's just a blessed thought. And he allows us to overcome all of those shortcomings because of our relationship to him through Christ. Yeah. In, him. in him. In him. In him. In him. All right, so that's the first 14 verses. And we just skimmed the surface that's of right. those 14 verses. That, right. That's just what's amazing. Read it and reread it and understand what the Lord's done for you. And meditate on these things. All right, you got anything else? No, we're over. Okay, well, we're going to leave it right there with you. Sorry, could you say it again? Oh, hmm, is your phone speaking to us? Is that the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Say it again. That's pretty good. Dear Lord. (laughs) You better respond to that. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. And as we always want to remind you with the horse of Paul, may you know the love of the Lord and be filled with all the fullness of God. You got the spirit in you. I'm good to see that. (laughs) Take care. Goodbye, brethren.
Again, thanks for listening. If you live in North Central Florida or you're just passing through, we would love to have you visit us at the Glen Springs Road Church of Christ. Also, check out our website, glenspringschurch.com. You can learn more about our church family and how to contact us. Until next time, God bless. Keep silence before